Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Contact Keller's today and get your yard cleaned up before that dirty old man winter comes. I hate to say it, but he's on his way. The mornings are cold. They're frigid. I don't like it. I'm turning the uh, the steering wheel warmer on. I'm, I'm putting the seat warmers on. It's, it's just miserable. But contact Keller's today. And if you're looking for snow removal services during the winter months, they can take care of that for you too. Do not break your back this winter and leave the heavy lifting to the professionals at Keller's family owned and operated. Their team is looking forward to serving you Keller's garden center and landscaping services located on Kern street in Exeter near blue ribbon dairy. Find them on social media to learn more. Gentlemen, welcome. Welcome to the show. Hello. Yeah, hello. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, Yeah, so it's a new band, Pretty Much Never. Yes, sir. That's right. That's right. Um, I found you guys. Well, you guys actually found me, uh, I guess you could say. You guys reached out to me and said, what's up? Because we have, um, now, uh, we'll go around in a minute, but um, two of you are in L.A. currently. One is in Ontario, correct, Canada? Yep. And um, but one of you has roots too close to where I'm from, which is in Jim Thorpe. I'm from uh Scranton Wilkesbury area, but mm-hmm. um one of you is from uh the Jim Thorpe area, which is not far from where I am. So uh it's it's funny how the internet is very uh as, as big as it is, it's also very small, small world, you know. But um I would love to uh be introduced to you guys. I, I've listened to your music. I think it's awesome. Um, and I want to talk about it because it, and I, I read that you, you call yourself a punk band and I want to talk about that because I don't, I think that's the wrong genre. <laughs> I think I just got to change that, <laughs> oh, okay. but let's, let's go around the room here and, uh, you know, intro each other. I'll go. Yeah. So I guess I'll start. So I'm the one, uh, my name is Paul Orsalak. I'm from the coal region, uh, Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania, found my way out to the West Coast um, because I'm a music teacher. I went to school and studied music education, and um, I teach instrumental music in the public school system out here. Um, and The um, elementary schoolers, right? Yeah, actually yeah. actually elementary. Um, I've done all grade levels, but, but I'm currently teaching elementary um, beginning band. And uh, due to a similar colleague, um, that's how I actually met Dennis out here, um, it's like what two years now or so I would say like right before COVID I think or during during it yeah 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 during COVID um we had to teach online and everything went virtual so I had been looking for somebody to create music with out here I didn't really know anybody you know coming from a small town like northeastern PA out to to LA it was really different and um I happened to mention uh, to Dennis that I was into Fever 333. We were actually 
uh, judging a saxophone recital online. <laughs> yeah, I'm like a saxophone player. So I was like adjudicating his saxophone students. And like between kids, you were like, yeah, there's this bands. They're kind of weird. I was like, oh, I know Fever 333. Yeah. So we started talking about music. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, you know, and yeah, we found a similar interest and I was, I was bugging Dennis for, um, for just like some riffs that, that we can maybe like play around with and create off of. And, uh, he ended up sending me, um, what was to become left brain loud, which was, uh, one of our singles that we released. And around that, around the same time, um, we were, we were looking for a singer. We were just doing instrumental stuff. And, um, we looked honestly for months, like just <laughs> nothing would pan out. We were just looking for the right fit. Um, you know, people would, would be down and then all of a sudden they would just disappear and, and nothing came to fruition. And then literally like out of nowhere, <laughs> Seth and I connected on Instagram. Seth was just randomly following people. And, um, you know, we asked him to, to track on Left Brain Loud. And, and that's honestly where the first demo came from. Yeah. I think that's how I started following you guys. It was just randomly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was That's going, I was, I was, I was, uh, I was doing this thing where I would, um, if I was interviewing a band or whatever, um, I would go to a, a picture they posted and whoever li- liked that picture, I would kind of, I figured, all right, well, if I follow these people, they, they are obviously interested in this person. So once I post the interview, they'll, they'll kind of be you know drawn to it. And here we are. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's creepy, right? Creepy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, but it it's works. Twenty twenty two way. <laughs> yeah. It works. It works. Yes. So you know, I just told the guys the other night that you know the the algorithms were definitely um, in our favor with that because it was sort of by chance this all happened and yeah, you know, we love it. You know, it just started off as a fun project and and we had a lot of success with it. We we all have very similar music taste and resonate with our music and we just want to take it to the next level, basically. Yeah. Paul, what's your role in the band? So I'm I'm the percussionist, drummer. Cool. Um, you know, that's that's my thing. That's what I studied in school. I was a, a percussion major. Um, but yeah, all things drum with pretty much never. Cool. Dennis, how about you? Uh, hi, I'm Dennis. <laughs> I'm the other guy in LA, if you can tell by how we're sitting next to each other. Uh, in the bands, I do... I guess everything that's not drums or singing yet, because we just recorded a song where I have to sing on it. But in this EP, yeah, I'm like the guitar player. Um, yeah, like Paul, I'm a, we're in the same profession. I'm a public school music teacher. So I teach high school music, uh, which for me means like guitar classes, a songwriting music production class, where I just like teach high school kids like Logic Pro, basically. Um, and I run my school's marching band. So it's like a weird dual uh, musical life that I get to live, which is pretty cool. Um, my musical background, this is such a weird answer. It's like classical saxophone. Like my college music degrees are like on saxophone for like music ed and music performance and stuff. Um, but I was always the like academic musician that was like a secretly like closeted metalhead. <laughs> that you know love like metal and rock and, and punk and whatever so this is kind of my outlet for that yeah yeah it's kind of cool like you know people start bands and they they perform and, and play and record a certain type of music but it's always interesting to hear um who they kind of like gravitate to because oftentimes it's not 
what they're performing and recording. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, that's a good point. That's yeah. true. That's definitely our situation, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And finally, we have Seth in Canada. Yeah. All the way up north. It's cold out here. Um, yeah, I'm Seth. I'm the vocalist. Um, I play guitar and drums and piano as well. So um, I kind of have that background as well. I went to school in... Uh, in Toronto, I went to Seneca College for independent music production, actually. Um, so I, I have that, a bit of that background. Um, yeah, I, uh, I love to collaborate with these guys. And even though we're far apart, we still manage to make really amazing things and we have fun doing it. So we want other people to experience that as well. Great. Yeah. So, so we talked about, um, it's a, it's a new band. Was it like six months old? Less than a year? Uh, a year? Six months going on like a year. I don't know when we should say we started the bands because that song Left Brain Loud has existed for like a year and a half probably. Um, okay. We just had this done song while we were like shopping around for singers. So maybe when we found Seth, that's when our band started, which was... Yeah, about a year ago, I think. Almost exactly a year ago, right? Yeah. Wow. About a year. Yeah. So new band, uh, pretty much never. Where did that name come from? From Paul. <laughs> yeah, I just, um, when we were thinking about uh, band names, I, the, the original name that, that was on the docket was 15 Minute City. And uh, that that's what our album became named. Um, and yeah, I think pretty much never was. I just one day I, I I heard somebody say it, say the phrase, and I thought that it it kind of stuck out and um it was like rolls off the tongue well. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much never. Pretty much never, yeah. Yeah. So we yeah, we I just I just told the guys about it and and we just ended up rolling with it because it was, you know, pretty neutral and um we weren't a hundred percent sure, you know, what kind of name would vibe with our music as, as we're writing our music. Um, you know, we, we, we have a lot of music, um, more than, than that's out right now. And, uh, so we're just trying to find ourselves and, and experiment and, and, uh, and we weren't sure like what style of music we would keep end up putting out. Right. So we wanted a name that was, um, I guess bland enough. That's not a good word for it. Yeah, but kind of like neutral, uh, general enough, neutral enough to kind yeah. of suit whatever might uh, come to be. Yeah, you said you have a lo- you have a lot of music, more than what you have put out. And what I find fascinating is you have an EP. It's a five song EP called Fifteen Minute City, which you you mentioned. Um, and you guys released that without the three of you ever formally meeting. That's Correct. true. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so again, again, you know, internet uh, bringing the world uh, or making yeah. it smaller, so to speak. But um, talk a little bit about that process. I mean, uh, like I said, it's five song EP. Uh, it's 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 really good. Um, I'll let Thank you guys you. talk Thank about you. it, and I want to talk about the the genre that you're kind of labeling you're labeling yourself in. But um, you talk about the process of of you know being in different you know different uh, areas. Never formally meeting and recording an EP. Yeah. So for the most part, I guess with some exceptions, um, for the most part, the songs kind of start like from me or Paul. 
um, often what I'll try to do, I think at least this is true for the EP, for the songs on the EP at least. Um, the songs will kind of start with me just jamming on guitar. I'll usually record pretty much a full song um, of just guitars and maybe bass guitar. Um, and then maybe some like synths. There's some synths and electronic stuff in the songs. Um, maybe if I'm feeling it, I'll program a little drum part for Paul to listen to. Um, but I try to send Paul just like a blank slate of guitars. And then Paul will jam with that, um, record some drum parts. And I just, we don't do like final recordings. Like we usually take a couple passes at it, right? Yeah. Um, but basically, Paul and I will go back and forth with lots of instruments until we have what we believe to be a pretty much a finished song instrumental wise um and then we send it to seth and i don't know what seth does um to write his parts but we kind of like flesh out instruments send it vocals and then kind of wait for vocals to be done and then maybe do like a second round of all of that and usually in those two passes which i mean has been a week has been months depending on the song um we kind of end up with the finished product yeah i know seth what do you do once you get a song well, I usually, I'll receive the track from you guys um, and I'll give it a first listen to whether I'm at work or I'm at home. Um, and then throughout the day, it's kind of just running through my head. You know, I'm humming up melodies while I'm cooking or whatever. Um, and then I sit down and I just play the track and, and like I'm recording. Um, as it's recording, I'm just sort of freestyling along and humming melodies, you know, throwing in ideas. I do that a few times and then I listen back and I take things I want and I take, I take out things I don't want. And I keep doing that until, you know, I've got more, more structure to it and I go from there. That's pretty much my process. And I mean, as far as what you're, you're writing about, where does that come from? I, I always find it fascinating to, to kind of see like uh, the, the lyrics come first. Does the music come first? In this, in this case, it's the music, but like, how do you apply lyrics to, to music? And I find myself asking this question a lot because I, I always say like, if I have no musical talent whatsoever, I couldn't write a song, I couldn't play a song, but I feel like if I was to record a song or write a song, I, it would have to be an emotional thing. Like, whether it's like anger or sadness or whatever it might be. So how do you take, you know, just you're, you're giving a music and how do you apply lyrics to that? Well, when I was younger, I would, you know, be feeling an emotion and I would translate that emotion to the guitar or the drums. And that was sort of the way I, it was kind of like a therapy. And in this way, it's kind of reversed in a way. I'm getting an emotion from them. And I try to imagine what this emotion would be. Um, and sometimes the, the emotion that the song translates to me is exactly how I'm feeling. And I can just quickly, you know, come up with, with lyrics and, you know, a theme for the song right away. Sometimes I have to try a little harder to come up with um, some sort of theme or metaphor or something to, to start writing on. It's, it can be tough, but sometimes it can be easy. It really depends. I always say that like people are born with like that part of their brain or whatever it might be to be able to do that kind of stuff. Just because like I'm convinced. I I, I one time almost uh, quit my job to become a barber, 
And then I looked around me and I saw that all the barbers were also very talented with music. So I feel like the the arts and all that kind of stuff kind of all are like together. Um, and I didn't I didn't do that because I was afraid that I wouldn't be good at it because I'm not creative at all. Hmm. <laughs> oh, we got to get you on our next song. I'm sure you're yeah. fine. I'm sure you're more creative than <laughs> you, right. you are. <laughs> we'll have well, you cut, cut our hair while you uh, make a song. That'll be good. I, I just thought like the you know barber would have been cool just because like you know it's a cool the, job. Yeah, I mean, I looked at it too. I'm like, I don't want to stand on my feet all day, every day for forty <laughs> yeah. years. Like, have you ever heard I'm, of hair splinters? No. Oh, my aunt's a, a hairdresser. Swells up your thumb if you get it in there, and yeah, oh, it's, it's awful. Like actual hair. Oh, yes, okay. yes. Yeah. I, I've actually like I tend to like fuck with my beard a lot and i sometimes um yeah i got one of those before, <laughs> for that but yeah i just like i just feel like there's very like like people are born or maybe they're they're raised or kind of like uh, you know exposed to that kind of thing at a very early age and if you don't get it it's it's gone <laughs> they always hmm. say it's not too late to start right but like I, mm, yeah I'm, I'm 40 years old i'm not i'm not gonna pick up a guitar tomorrow yeah, happen. I think yeah, I think it's you know everybody has something. Um, I think that's like a big thing with you know, being a music teacher and in education is that mm. you know whether it's through music or through surfing, um, you know, skateboarding, whatever it is, like that you can express yourself through 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 whatever it is. That's a good point. Everyone has something. I think a lot of a big thing in this band is like discovering what we have. Like I don't know about you guys, but it's harder for me to sit down and think I'm going to write this kind of song. Like I'm going to do this. Right. I just kind of like make sounds until I find what's there. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Let's talk about the sound. Like I said, I read, I read that says punk. Okay. Yeah. What's our sound and why are we not a punk band? I kind I don't of, know. I'm just you. not, I'm just not hearing song. <laughs> I'm not hearing punk. Like there's some punk like aspects to it, but like, so I'm going to preface it with this. I hate, I hate doing this because I always, I'm going to tell you, box us in. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what I hear uh, a little bit. And I, and I hate doing this because I always get scared that I'm going to say, you guys sound like X, Y, or Z. You're good. And you're like, like, oh, I fucking hate that band. You asshole. Like, (laughs) (laughs) no, you're good. You're safe with us. (laughs) It happened once. Uh, (laughs) But uh, I'm, I'm hearing in these songs, some 30 seconds to Mars. I've gotten that once before. For okay. sure. Someone yeah. has told me there's things to Morris. I hear that. All right. Um, and Seether. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. interesting. I wouldn't right? have thought Seether. No, yeah. So specifically, I, like, so I, I hear a lot of like early 2000s, early early to mid 2000s yeah. in, in your, your music. Um, you have a song called um, Dream State. And I was listening to it and I'm like, that sounds like a Seether song. And the the Cedar song it sounds like is called "Driven Under." So you guys want to check that Ooh. out after the fact. okay? I don't know that song. Yeah. I'll have to yeah. check it out. But both two of my favorite bands. So I, I'm not surprised why I'm kind of gravitated to your to your music. So, um, but that's that's what I'm hearing uh, on you know the first couple listens. Which and I don't think either one of them are punk at all. Definitely well, not. <laughs> what would you classify them as? Those bands, um, I, don't know. I mean, alternative rock, um, maybe a little grunge. 
Yeah, we yeah. use that word a lot. Yeah, grunge. Grungy. That's yeah. an adjective that comes up a lot between the yeah. three of us. Um, no, I agree with you. We we struggled to like when you have to select the genre that you're uploading music for. We're like, I don't know. And you know, the songs are all different. That's like a common excuse. Yeah. Um, we definitely I definitely think of us somewhere in alternative hard rock land. Yeah. <laughs> I've been telling people our songs sound like you're gonna laugh at me for this, but if our our songs sound like if Juice World made a rock album, <laughs> like because of yeah, how the yeah. way Seth sings, it's yeah. very like kind of airy auto tune, especially on Dream State. Like that might be a good example of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, like Juice World on distorted guitars. Yeah, yeah. There was one song that, that at the beginning kind of sounded like it had a hint of uh, Angels and Airwaves. Oh, what song is that? Uh, I can't remember. Can't remember. I, I should wrote it down. Probably it's like a, favorite hated. That'd be my guess. I got people have told me angels and airwaves. People have told me like some forty one, just mm-hmm. so kind of in that circle. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's, it definitely has hints of pop punk. Um, I think I think we each, based on what, and I was just talking to Dennis about this the other day. I think based on what we're listening at the time that we write a song and all of our music, whatever attracts us, you know, of course those elements come together. Um, You know, so me being a drummer, you know, I'm naturally attracted to a lot of like busier music, um, a little bit on the harder side. Um, But I also have that appreciation and love for softer music too, because I'm, you know, learned all the instruments in school and things like that. Um, I think Seth definitely brings a little bit of a hip hop flavor to it. Maybe I'm like where the punk comes in, the grungy punk. I think you Dennis are. Dennis has metal and grunge as well. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So get get rid of the punk. Do you like do you like okay. grunge yeah, slash alternative? All wrote our bios. His fault. No, I think that was Seth. <laughs> oh, was that Seth's bio? <laughs> no, I'm all, it wasn't I'm me though. Names. Definitely wasn't me. <laughs> What's also cool about music is like it's it's subjective, right? It's like you For know. Sure. For, mm-hmm. for what I hear isn't what you know Joe Blow hears either. So right, which is one thing I love about music. I just uh, sure can't play it. Yeah. Perform. I learned landslide like uh, like the first like ten seconds of landslide like uh-huh. back in two thousand six. That was as far as I got. Do you still remember it? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Good. I still have that guitar. It's uh. It's it's uh has moved with me to four or five different places now. Oh, that's awesome. Um I mean it was it was a very beginner type guitar, but I still have it. Acoustic, electric? Acoustic, yeah. Like acoustic, I said, I was not yes. I had every intention of like doing this, but like it's like working out. They always say, you know, if you don't have time, yeah. it's just an excuse. Like just make the time. But I just like I had so many things I was doing at that time in my life that just didn't like it it didn't it included music just not playing it it just like i was i was following bands i lived with bands i, I wrote about bands um i helped promote bands and that was like enough for me i'm like i don't need to play that's cool that's right. an important side yeah. of this whole thing yeah yeah I, I used to work for an entertainment weekly newspaper which oh nice uh, yeah it was awesome but uh as the times changed and the internet came and or, or took over, I should say, uh, it just kind of uh, killed it. But it is what it is. It is what it yeah, is. True. 
But uh, so Paul and Dennis, you guys teach music in a yeah. public school system in LA. Mm-hmm. Yes. What is LA that County? Like? Yeah. Yes. What is what is that like? It's good, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not asking you to talk shit. I'm just like, it's no, like no. I mean, teaching <laughs> children in general. I mean, I, I feel like in this day and age, especially, is like a challenge or could be. Yeah, we have pretty different jobs. I mean, the difference yeah. between elementary music or elementary school and high school is really different. Sure. Um, I don't know. It's it is weird. It's weird for me. I feel weird sometimes teaching high school. Um, I'm 25, and I don't know if this is a thing for like all 25 year olds. I don't feel that much difference than a te- I did when I was a teenager. Sure. Like in my head, I'm still kind of there. So I almost feel like I'm growing up like with the students still. Mm-hmm. I'm not this like all knowing adult who's here to like lay down the rules. And yeah, I, I don't know. At least that's how I saw teachers yeah, when I was sure. their age. Yeah. Um, but it's really cool. It's a really interesting job. Um, sometimes I even forget that it's like about the music. Like I, I really like being around the kids. You just meet people and you know it helps me like learn about the world um because you see how like different people are raised and what their values are um so it's a really cool job we i don't know at least i feel really connected to all these kids um it can also be a very like isolating job because you're just in your classroom all day you're the only one there it's not like you're in a big office space with like people to talk to and hang out with um We've talked about this. It can be pretty tiring because once the bell rings, like once you're on campus, it's go time. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you're like, you have to be like turned on all day um, until you can finally leave. Um, I don't have much of a frame of reference on like how it is now. Paul, you're super old. You you can answer (laughs) how kids change over time. Um, Um, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) No, I think, um, you know, I, I come from northeastern Pennsylvania in the coal region. So I grew up very small town, very like bubble like town, I guess you can say. Um, so for me, coming to an area like Los Angeles has been um, has been crazy. Like it's definitely uh, I think I'm still adjusting. I've been here like going on seven years. So but I still feel like I'm still like trying to adjust to like that big city life, how different it is. Um, to to growing up in a small town, um, but but a lo- I agree with a lot with with what Dennis said is just having the ability to um, to teach and interact with both students and colleagues from from even I have a lot of students that just move from different countries like all the time, mm-hmm. and, and that's really amazing, especially for um, for just learning about different cultures and, and being a music teacher. You know that's what music's all about, just a very communal thing. Um, but I do teach younger students. So, um, you know, like Dennis said, it is kind of isolating. Um, for me, it's just like a lack of just being around, you know, uh, adults during the day. It's mostly just just on teacher. You're hanging out with kids all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's your yeah, social life. <laughs> it is exhausting, though, because, you know, and for me, like performance has always been my my priority, like just continuing to grow on my instrument and and I'm like a lifelong learner like I still study with with musicians out here and um that's tough like coming home from a long day when you're exhausted and then having to to better yourself and work on your own things or whether it's writing a a song with the band here um it's definitely definitely challenging but but it's worth it it's definitely 
Definitely yeah, it's an awesome it. gig. Yeah. And it's cool, like practice time. Like when I teach guitar classes, I'm like, now I have to teach all these people who've never played a guitar before. Like I have to teach them like a bar chord or whatever chord or technique. So like reinforces it in my head a lot. They say, you know, you don't know something until you can teach it really well. Um, so it's kind of good, like practice <laughs> for being in a band's. Um, getting to reinforce like the basics of music and music theory and just rhythm and melodies and chord structures um, keeps keeps us on our game as yeah. musicians. And it's really cool. I don't know if you get this at elementary level, but um, like with high schoolers, I mean, they're, they're people mm-hmm. like they have Spotify and they're listening to music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so being a music teacher, I get this asked every class every year, like, do you play music? Are you in a band? <laughs> yeah. I go, oh yeah, you know, we just put out a new single. You should check us out. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. Like, you know, some kids end up liking it and like kids will come up and talk to me and be like, oh, Mr. F, your new song is so cool. Or when are you playing a show? Can I go? Um, so like those little things make it pretty cool for sure. It has to be yeah. rewarding, right? Like, especially when you, mm-hmm. when you're, when you're teaching and you, you, you get that moment where the kid like gets it, like, like oh wow yeah. like here it is all like, that stuff in. you hear like that 100 percent true yeah, yeah mm-hmm. for sure that's cool and seth what do you do, what do you do are you, are you a full-time um, musician do you have a, a job in the daytime what, what's what's your story in the daytime i am a head chef at a hotel and uh when i come home I usually take a nap and then I work on some music. <laughs> That's so, pretty much my life. <laughs> so I, I'm going to go to this. Like, so I feel like being a chef is very creative. Cooking and music. Yeah. yeah. Are, I mean, like, uh-huh. again, I feel like there's a, per, a certain part of people's brains that just have it. And so there's some who don't. That's me. Mm. Don't have it. But yeah, like being a barber, being a tattoo artist, being just a any kind of artist, being a musician, you know, you're being a, sh- you're a chef. That's, that's awesome. It's uh, it's definitely an art form. And the longer I do it, the more I realize that because, you know, like Paul said, being a lifelong learner, you're constantly learning new strategies and new effective ways to, you know, be creative in your cooking. And it's rewarding as well. Just like, making music is rewarding, you know, mm-hmm. because you, you feed somebody and, you know, it can make their day. Yeah. So, um, just like listening to music, you know, it can change the way they're feeling, change the way, um, they think about something, their perspective. So, um, I think it all, like you were saying, you know, there's like left brain and right brain, they say. So yeah. I think left brain loud. Either, song off 15 minutes. <laughs> left brain loud. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That song actually, kind of ties into what we're talking about because the left brain, um, I believe the left brain, correct me if I'm wrong guys, but I think the left brain is the logical side and the right brain is the artsy side. So when I was saying left brain loud, it's like my logical side was trying to reach me, was trying to to be loud in a way to tell me that this relationship or this um, this love that I have uh, is something I need to think about because logically it doesn't seem right, but you're in love. Does that make sense? Yes, and you're right. The left side handles reading, writing, and calculation. Some call it the logical side of the brain. The right brain is more visual and deals in images more than words. So you guys are more right brain. I'm left. 
Yes. I guess so. That and that's cool. That's like uh, you know, when I saw the title of the song, um I didn't like really think about it in depth, but that's really a, a cool like uh take on it. That's neat. Thank you. Yeah. Seth is genius. <laughs> I heard it here. What uh do you have any do you look up to any of the, the famous uh chefs out there? Like Chef Ramsey. <laughs> Chef Ramsey is—he's uh, something. <laughs> he's not going to watch this. Don't worry. Oh. Unfortunately, you don't want to hear about Seth's beef with Gordon Ramsay, dude. How's oh, it real beef? Yeah, I got some real beef with that guy. <laughs> I don't know. You can't. Uh, I can't. You can't put me around him. Uh, you know. Also, got to shout out my guy, Guy Fieri. You know, he's a legend. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if I have a lot of um, chefs that I really look up to. I kind of just go with, you thing. know, see TikTok videos and try it out and um, kind of just do my thing. Yeah. I, I'm only 20. Uh, and You're 20? I just got, I'm 20, God yeah. damn it, man. <laughs> I've never felt more. Well, he gave you such a, a Gen Z answer. I watch TikToks. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. I'm sorry to break it to you. <laughs> Jeez, you got your whole life ahead of you. Damn. Yeah. Damn, damn, damn. So if I if I said, uh, Seth, make me make me uh, your go-to dish, what would that be? My go-to dish? Yeah. Okay, this may sound weird, but when I was in high school, I was in a cooking class and uh my mom had this recipe that she taught me. It's a cheeseburger casserole. And it sounds simple, but it's so good. So it's like, it's, um, it's like a pasta dish, uh, lots of chili powder. You know, you put, cut up some dill pickles and throw those in there and it tastes like a cheeseburger, but it's like a lasagna. It's really good. So that's my go-to dish. All right. It's kind of like, like a nostalgic, uh, warm feeling, you know, on a cold day, sure. uh, family feeling. So I got to go with that. <laughs> Food is so good. And I wish I didn't like it as much as I do. Cause like, once you get to my That's age, awesome. even in your thirties, like you find food and you find beer and you just get lazy and get fat. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. But I mean, food is Looking so good. It's great. It. It's so good. It's so good. Like even bad food is good. Like, I don't know. I don't know. All food is good. Are All you a Yingling good. fan, John? Uh, no, not really. Surprisingly, my they, they, I, I, I have two brothers who love love Yingling. Yeah, um, that yeah, doesn't not, exist out here. <laughs> I'm sure. What yeah, is Yingling? <laughs> it's a lager. Um, oh, oh yeah, never heard of it. Yeah, uh, it's kind. Of, it's it's definitely uh, uh, native to this area. I think they're, I think they're family. Um, some of the younger members of the family are, are kind of dipping their toes into the operations. And I think they're kind of expanding a little bit as far as their footprint goes. I know they've been, um, they've made some wild beers lately. You know, they, they're, they're, you know, their, their flagship beer is the, the England lager, but they've made like some, I don't know what it was called. It was, uh, one was really weird. Um, it didn't like Yingling to me, like it just represents like 
guys who wear flannel. Um, not that I want to, you know, label oh. people, but like. <laughs> Don't look at me, Paul. Dennis belongs in, in Northeast PA. He's I'm part of the flannel yeah. community. I'm going to bring him home with me next time. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But they, no, so here it's, it's called Bongo Fizz. And it is a. Oh, Bongo uh, Fizz. That sounds cool. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a cool can. It's got a, a got an Adirondack chair with a dog on it and a parrot. Um, but it's uh, a premium beer with natural mango flavor. And it's just a, like a lot of beers. There was a one that was called, um, well, they did a thing with Hershey's, Hershey's chocolate. They made a, a, oh. a chocolate porter. And, and Hershey's. Oh, yeah, is, yeah. Yeah. Hershey's from around here, too. That's actually really good. Um, I'm trying to think what the other one was. Was I called like Flaming Eagle or something like that? It was like a <laughs> yeah, brother. <laughs> I don't know. It just it was just kind of out of character for like the Yingling brand, but um, I, I'm not I'm not mad about it. I mean, I, I I appreciate the the risks, and you know, you can you can kind of even relate that to you know you know music when people create music and they they put out an EP or an album, and then they write new music and release it, and it maybe it's different than what they did prior. And everyone's like, "Oh, this is this sounds nothing like them." Like, um, this is dog shit. Yes, like, a little bit for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, like, uh, as as artists, like, who are we to tell yeah. you, like, oh, they do the same thing over again? You know, what was that band that got tore up like two years ago? Um, uh, uh, I mean, that could be anyone. That's like the tale as old as time, right? Yeah, it you definitely do is something but... different. Like, it's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, right. <laughs> It makes me like I I get it right, but like, but it makes me mad that like you know people are are artists and they should be like taking risks or you know changing things or or exploring different things and um I hundred percent agree with you on that. Like I think the saying "Don't be mad that it's over, be glad that it's happened." Right, and and that's and mm. like you know when they came out with that, it maybe that album resonated with a lot of people. Um, but art, artists change just like everybody changes. And I think you, you just kind of have to accept that. Yeah. I remember Slipknot would say that. I used to be like a big Slipknot head in like middle school and high school. And like they would take a lot of flack because like every one of their albums was like so different. Yeah. And they would just say like, well, we made our first album like 20 years ago. You expect right. us to be like the same people? <laughs> right. That's it's, yeah. that's absurd. Like, of course it's going to be different. Like life yeah. is... And it's like, of course, right? And sometimes I think, like, I get in the headspace. I'm, I'm one of those people. Like, oh, I wish, I wish they just made another one of those albums. Like, why do they have to change? But I think deep down, like, you really don't want the same album over and over again. Yeah. Like, it's easy to say we want it, but I don't think people actually do. Because when they get it, um, like, what's a good example? Like, do we know? Do we know asking Alexandria in here? For, like the scene, the yeah. hot topic shoppers like me, yeah. Um, like they, they're. I think of this. I love this band, but they have an album called The Black. It's like their third or fourth album, and it sounds a lot of the like that two thousands metalcore style of their very first album. And it's fine, it's good, but I just always end up going back and listening to the first album because mm-hmm. it sounds the same. Yeah, the the band I was referring to was a day to remember. They got. Destroyed. Oh yeah, they got shredded on their yeah. last album. Yeah, and I really like their last album. I really do. Mm-hmm. I like the ones prior to that. Like, I don't know. I think too, people like when a band releases their first CD, like 
you know, and people hear it for the first time, like they kind of like, what's the word I want to use? They identify with that. And that's, that's the sound that the band is and they love it. And like, like they want more of it. And then when they, they release a new CD or maybe it's you know, two, two, three, four years later, and it's different. They're like, you can't repeat that like experience again. Right. That experience. Yeah. We were just talking about how, like when a song is written, it's like kind of a snapshot of that moment in time. Mm-hmm. Um, so to go back and recreate it can be contrived or just too difficult. Um, yeah, that's super true. We were just talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I've, you know, growing up, um, especially like in my high school years, college years, and even when I first started working full time in the industry and stuff, uh, I would always attach songs to those moments or, or albums to those moments and experiences. And I was able to do it all the time. Right. It was like, I could, you know, not so much today, but there was years of my life where I could almost tell you um, what year the album came out. Um, and I could almost get it within like a, a week of its exact release, sometimes even a couple of days, just based on like the moment of my life that I was in. Do you like, can I ask, do you like categorize your life in like, the eras of music you've listened to or like, I know this phase of my life, I was really into this. It, it's not so much. It's more, if I hear a song, it will take me back to that, that mm. part of my life. It's, and I feel like I've been able, I was able to do that back then because there were so many like first moments. There was like, you know, you graduate high school, big part, big, big part of your life. You're your freshman in college, big part of your life. Like, um, you know, you fall in love big moment in your life, graduate college, big moment in your life, start your first full-time job, big moment. So you have all these big moments and you're able to kind of like attach music and, and certain things to those moments. Whereas now, like, it's just different. Like, you know, I could tell you like when my wife and I shared our first kiss, like I'll never have a, a first kiss again with my wife, right? It can't happen. It's done. It's over with It's 15 years ago. So it's like you get older and these, these, these firsts kind of, um, are are more limited than they were when you're younger, and I just think it's kind of neat. Hmm. Yeah, I've never thought about for sure. that. Like less, basically, like less chances for those impressions to be made because, for one, like we experience more as we get older, and then number two, I also think like in the music industry, which I think sadly it's it's so fast paced like it's like oh yeah people just listen to like 30 seconds of a song and then that's it and like they're on to the next thing or you know uh, very rarely i think do people even listen to full albums anymore right um unless they're like really into that artist um and uh yeah there's just there's just so much out there yeah so let's talk about that real quick You, you release an ep and you know back in the day uh and even to this day like when when bands release new music, what they typically do is is go out and perform it and and, ex, and expose it to, you know, people. Um, you guys haven't even met as a band yet. Like, what does that landscape look like? Are, are, do you plan on eventually like doing shows or? What, I mean, this is yeah, weird. Yes. It's, all, it's 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 rare. It's rare, right? Yeah, I mean, we're very much a product of the times. Like, we're an internet band right now. Yeah. Like that's where this whole thing exists. Um, we said tomorrow, 
what time? Noon? Yes. If we're at noon? Yeah. We're going to do it. So Paul and I are kind of like, because we're the two in close proximity, um, we're going to try and like rehearse some of the songs tomorrow. Um, like kind of with and without backing tracks. Like we're going to, it's going to be pretty like backing track dependent if we want to put on that full song experience. Um, or we're going to have to figure out how can we perform an arrangement that sounds good with a drummer, a guitar, and singing. Which we just didn't think about really writing these first five songs. Because <laughs> I guess yeah. we never expected um, to be in that position. Right. Is that what you can say? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just the the project has gained momentum. And so like now... You know, it's like, how do we how do we get our music in front of a bigger audience? How do we get more exposure? Um, because, you know, you can only do so much just on the Internet. Um, and, and ultimately, as for myself anyway, as a musician, like I want to play, I want to perform like it's not just about just putting out recordings, you know, and let them live on the Internet. Like I want to play it out. And there's nothing mm -hmm. that beats that like live energy of live music. Um, so, yeah, Dennis and I, we're, we've been really trying to. Uh, just in the meantime, until we can figure things out, um, is just just do some duo shows, play live, um, and just Seth is saving up for his trip to Los Angeles <laughs> to come perform yes. with us. Yeah, I so am. How do you how do you feel about that? These guys are out there without you. It's sad, honestly. I want to be with them <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. You want to be here? Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, really um, sucks. it sucks that they're far, but you know. It's my goal right now. I'm working towards saving up. And uh, I just, I live with eight people in a house on campus um, in Ontario. Uh, you know, so I'm working on it. <laughs> but uh, it's on the way. I, I'm really hoping to fly out there, um, at, perform a few shows at least, uh, and get lots of video, lots of photos while I'm out there. Um, make the most of it that we can before I have to come back. But it's definitely like this year, I'm hoping I can come out this summer. That's the plan. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so right now, I mean, it's like, it's like January, 2023. So we very much, we, we exist on the streaming services on Instagram where we met you at PMN underscore band. Uh, last night we made our TikTok <laughs> pretty much never. <laughs> Follow us there. Oh, so man. yeah, we're kind of building that online presence as a new band. Um, I kind of almost feel like that's kind of regardless, even if we all were in the same city, it almost feels like that's the way to do it anyways. Like drum up the online presence that way when you can play a show, especially like we're in LA, it's so congested. Just getting a show in a closed skate shop is like competitive. It's, it's super competitive. <laughs> um, which is like where we are, which is like what right, we're doing yeah. now um, as musicians here. So, you know, hopefully like once the planets align and we get ourselves together, we have that fan base, right. a couple people, two, three people, however many to come out to a show and when it's, when it's out. Yeah. And I think, go ahead. Oh uh, yeah. I think, and I think like ultimately like to, to make this really happen, like we, we're very much geared towards like getting recognized by a label getting signed to a label that feels right and and hoping that also pans out um but yeah you know like i said it, it's super competitive and, and really difficult to make that happen yeah as, as much as the internet makes the world smaller it's it's i think it also makes it much bigger and it's it's For sure it's 
oversaturated. It's, you know, like every, every idiot in the world has, has a podcast, right? Here I am just doing, you know, <laughs> and the, a band. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's, it's cool. It's, 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 you know, people like always say to me like, oh, well, this is a creative outlet for you. And I don't really think of it as creative, but I guess maybe it is. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's so oversaturated. It's like, how do you, how do you cut through the noise and, and, um, you know, it's, a, it's such a great thing that Spotify and these platforms exist because, you know, you can be introduced to people, you know, 20 years ago, you never would have been an option, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we would never have met at all. Like, yeah, five, 10 years ago, yeah, probably wouldn't have happened, it's, right? It's crazy how uh, things change. So, it's, but like, I mean, are you guys working uh, as far as, you know, using um the the social media platforms and are, are you doing like you know internet marketing to to kind of push your your music or are you just kind of right now seeing you know how people you know absorb it a little bit of both we're not like doing the paid instagram ads just because i've heard those don't work out um so it's a lot of what you're doing it's a lot of okay what what labels do we want to look at Okay, who are they following? Okay, let's go click look on their posts. Like let's go dig around in the comments. Let's go let's go comment. Let's like be part of the community. Um that and that's like the virtual way of how it happens in real life. Like you just mm-hmm. got to be around. Right. Like if you want to get a gig, you got to be around. People need to see your face and know your name um whether or not they even know about you. So, yeah, playing the social media games, being part of that um not not punk that alt rock hard rock indie <laughs> grunge <laughs> rock, uh, yeah. um geist online um it's kind of how we're doing it for right now that seems to be um i don't know the path of least resistance is that the right way to think about it or even say it i don't know um well, I, I mean i think in your situation you know, we're not you're you know you're not together i mean that's the yeah. best way to do it you know it's uh it's a tool, uh, you know, in your toolbox and it's, it's an avenue you can, uh, you know, use to, to build a following. And I like the fact that you guys said you wanted to kind of like really build a, you know, your social media pages out. So that way, when you are out there, when you are performing and people hear you and they go to your Instagram page, they can really at that point consume or have a lot to consume. They can really mm-hmm. kind of, you know, go through the music and go through the TikToks and the, you know, thousands of photos or whatever you have going on. So that's smart. Thank you. Trying. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, yeah, I'm for no, sure. I know in industry genius, but I mean, I think it's, I think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And, and, and I think we're, we're all like very much more concerned about, you know, just having loyal listeners, just a loyal fan base, like people that are genuinely interested in our, in our songs and, and what we have to say. Um, and just, you know, getting, getting just loyal listeners, you know, not just like the random stream that comes up on, on the radio while somebody's at work or something like that. Um, but yeah, the people who are like, oh, I feel a part of this, like this thing that's happening, you know, as opposed to, oh, I'm on my Spotify playlist and, oh, what was that song? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Right. That's tough too. Like, Like, I, uh. You said it before, like you, like no one listens to a full album, no one listens to a full song anymore, and it's like, it's so frustrating. And I'm I'm guilty of it too. Like, I mean, I grew up same for sure. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I grew up like listening to like a CD from you know front to back, like song one yeah. to song twelve, and I think a lot of bands you know um, recorded it with that in mind. With you know people mm-hmm. would, would have to listen to that to oh, it such that a way. Cool thing. Yeah, and it's like you know you open up the you know the. The, the CD case itself, and you take out the uh, the liner See notes the and leaflets and the yeah, the, yeah. The, the art and all that kind of stuff. There's like uh, such a cool thing about that. And like I'm old, right? We we, we said that a, a thousand times now. Like I grew up in the, where you know we go to the video store on a Friday night and we would rent videos, and you know a date night consisted of renting a video and uh, grabbing a pizza. And it was simple, right? And then like you go home and you put the the movie on and even if it sucked like you still <laughs> watched it because that's all you had mm-hmm. you, know? you still watched the whole freaking thing even if it sucked because that's all you had <laughs> now i mean i'm sure you guys are the same way you have netflix and disney plus and i don't even watch a full thing even if it's good now <laughs> it's, yeah it's like this this fomo the fear of missing out it's like well this sucks yeah. and there's probably something better and like i spend more time searching for something to watch than i do watching it and i hate that mm-hmm Oh wow, that's kind of true. Like, oh, wow. think about it, right? Like, you you finally find something, you watch the first ten minutes of this. This sucks. Turn it off. <laughs> it's amazing, another, but you're like, this sucks. Yeah. Spend another <laughs> half hour looking for something new, and then it's like, well, it's, now it's fucking time for bed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do we do here? Nothing. Totally. I don't know. Try to write a new song. And yeah. Hopefully that one yeah. does better. <laughs> yeah. But it's the same with music too. Like, I, I I couldn't tell you the last time I. There's times where I listen to a song and it's like, okay, like this is good, but like, what's next? And it's right. like, mm-hmm. what are we right. doing here? Yeah, mm-hmm. and as as artists, I think at the end of the day, too, like for me at least, like I, you know, I I partake in this songwriting because I just I just love the music and I I love creating and and, and if nobody fun, if right? nobody ever hears it, like that's fine with me too. Like I'm still fulfilled. Like we're you know we're not trying to like you know, get rich or famous or anything. We're, we're doing it just because we genuinely Yet. love music. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, well, today is, it's uh, January 4th. This will probably be released in the next week or two. Uh, but we just started 2023. Um, you know, as, yeah, as a, as a, as a yeah. happy new year. Uh, hope you had a nice Christmas. Um, I did. It was, it was nice, busy, but nice. Yeah. I'm just happy. I, t- I took advantage of the, the weather this past weekend because it was like 55, 60 degrees here. Took Ooh, down all the lights oh, outside. <laughs> no, yeah, but here it's warm. Took down all the lights outside. It's like Christmas never happened. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but what are the plans for 2023? Like what, uh, if you sat here and you said like, a, this is what we want to accomplish this year. What I know you kind of mentioned earlier, but like definitively, like what are your goals for this year? So we've got we've got the different level. We got the short term, the midterm, the long term. So yeah, it's January fourth. I don't know if someone's listening to this mid late January. Um, we've got our next. We're like recording and kind of producing our next EP right now. So um, February fourteenth, Valentine's Day. We got a little little love song, song about a girl coming out. That'll be a new single. Um, and we're trying to squeeze another one in there before then, like maybe like end of January. Okay. So like this is released and then next week, um, right. another song. So those are like two kind of immediate songs. I don't, do we say the names of the songs? Is that spoilers? Should we? Good? Bad? 
I mean, Cotton I'm, the web and kiss. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just going to say, yeah. um, don't worry. My five listeners won't break the internet. Our word. <laughs> um, so, so this next song that's about to come out in the like end of January, we're planning, um, is kind of a re remix of one of Seth's songs. So Seth, Seth Silver, check out his whole catalog of music. Um, we're, we've redone one of his songs, Caught in a Web, made it more rocky, grungy, um, that will re-release under pretty much never. Um, February Kiss will be a little more of like a alternative rock, maybe more like indie. like indie. I don't know, like Jimmy Eat World, Thirty Seconds to Mars, um, and then our probably EP Volume Two, whatever it ends up being called. Um, we're thinking like March, April, into March, early into April, March, April, like, springtime, yeah. and since Paul and I are our teachers. Uh, we're living the good life. We're on winter break right now. So nice. over summer break, um, we'll hopefully be like gigs, gigs, gigs. Let's get out yeah, there. Yeah. Let's have people hear some of the music live. Let's get Seth down here to the West Coast. Um, <laughs> He's ready. And do it. So, yeah, ready. And then within all of that process, we're building like that term, if you've heard like the electronic press kit, EPK. Yep. Um, just to like start marketing us to anyone who will take us record labels, you know, production companies, booking bookers, booking agencies, um, trying to like build up our catalog right now. So that way when someone discovers us, it's not, Oh cool. You put out your first song or your first right. EP. All right, cool. Like, let me know when you've, you know, had a little more skin in the game. Right? Right. We're in that stage right now. Yeah. Again, you know, building that, that whole, uh, that whole book and 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 asking them some people that can uh, really consume. Yeah, did I miss anything, Paul? Seth, I think those are our goals. That's it. Yeah, just I mean, Dennis and I, you know, we're gonna also, you know, be gigging as much as we can, even leading up to even before summer. We're gonna just try to get out there and, you know, just really focus on that live component um, instead of just you know constantly creating music and and you know not being able to play it so we, we definitely want to be able to play that live um yeah i think think that's about it and you know also like even you know not just confined to to california like we've even toyed with the idea of uh going coming back east pennsylvania um oh, yeah. northeast pa has an awesome music scene i mean you know i grew up in that music scene and like listening to groups like tiger's jaw and things like that so um yeah, that would be that would also be awesome too. Not too far from Seth. Dan is yeah. gonna come out and yeah. we can we can make something happen. So I got some hookups with some venues, man. I I can uh I got, I got the perfect spot for you. It's called the V oh, Spot. All right. Yeah, yeah, it's called the V Spot. We'll get you in there. It's one of the it's a smaller Heard. club. It's not even a club, it's it's a it's a bar, but it's got like a nice stage, great sound oh, cool. system. Uh that'd, that'd, be, be, awesome. that'd be that'd be sweet. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and I might yeah. know people on Tiger's Jaw too. We could rub elbows with them. Oh yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, totally. That you know, we'll definitely, definitely hit you up. Like when we when we plan. That. I mean, I come home uh, fairly frequently to see family. My whole family is back in Pennsylvania, um, and yeah, if we can make that happen, I do have drums back home too. So that's kind of how I'm able to do that. Everything's kind of there for me. Nice. Guitar's not too bad. To take yeah, take fine. on a trip, but uh, yeah. Cool. 
Well, I'm looking forward to seeing some videos of you guys, you know, performing on the, Thank uh, you, the, man. G- yeah. the IG, you know? Yeah, we'll send them your way. Yeah. Yeah, so sweet. Well, guys, I mean, th- thank you so much for taking the time. Um, you kidding? Thank I, you for having us. I think this, we was covered... this was fun. This was awesome. I was nervous. This was fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm nervous so every much. time. Yeah. I, usually I, I have a few beers, but I'm like, I, I, I overdid it during the holiday season. I just like every day or so was like, oh, I'll just have, I'll have a beer or two. Just, it's the <laughs> yeah. holidays, right? It's the holiday <laughs> season. You know? And I'm like, I got I to gotta calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I got to calm down. So. Not that I'm doing dry January by any means, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, this is always a lot of fun. It's, you know, it's, you never know where it's going to go, but, uh, it's, it's nice when people like, you know, like want to talk about what they're doing and are excited about it. And I'm most excited to talk about it. So yeah. yeah thank I, you so much. I appreciate your time. And, uh, like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing, I'll be following you guys on, on the online and, uh, Paul, like I said, um, yeah, hit me up if you're ever coming home and, Hundred um, percent. If we can set something up, remind me after we're done here to not go. I'll I'll tell you something about Tiger's job too. Oh, for sure. Ooh, yeah, so, yeah. Secrets. So. We'll let you know when we update our bio. When Paul yeah, takes yeah. Do, that. <laughs> yeah, do that. Do that. Do that. Now. Do that right now. Like, yeah, right now. All right. <laughs> I just, I, you know, again, subjective. You know, people can. Yeah, I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> I know. I know. But yeah, you're not punk. You're, you're more than that. So. Mm. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So, uh, one more time, where can people find you online? Uh, Instagram at PMN underscore band. So, that's the initials. If you see like our stickers out in public, it'll say PMN. Uh, so, Instagram, PMN underscore bands. TikTok, pretty much never. That's where we are right now. That's where we're popping. Cool. All streaming services, pretty much never. However big or small, Apple, Spotify, whatever you use, we're there. Gotcha. And when do you That's guys straight. when do you guys perform live together? Pretty much never. We're gonna uh, say for, no, no, no. It's a joke. Pretty much, pretty, pretty much never. Oh. Oh. As of right now, it's pretty much never. I give up. Pretty much <laughs> never. <laughs> pretty much never. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it's soon. I want I it to be soon. I can't believe that went over my head. I want it to be soon. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much soon. Yeah. Awesome guys. Well, thank you so much again. Best of luck with everything, and uh, hopefully I'll. Uh, Talk to you again soon. Talk to you soon. Thank you, John. Thank you so much. Later, guys. Peace. See ya.